correctly with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. You're listening to Shared Sagas, an Australian RPG actual play podcast. This podcast features adult language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Greetings, and welcome to Shared Sagas. This is going to be session 16 of our Waterdeep Dragon Heist run-through. My name is Tom, I'll be your friendly GM slash DM as per usual. Let us go around the table and meet our characters and players for today. Hi, my name is Nadia, I am playing Jez Locke. Jez Locke is a half-elf rogue, and she is the better half of the Locke twins. Mmm, shots fired. And you, sir. Hi, I'm Ben. I'm playing Lyle Hedgehalf, a halfling trickster cleric. Of Tamora. <laughs> of Tamora, yes. Great. I am Nick. I am playing Nick Locke, the other half of the Locke twins, who this week will choose to leave Jez to die and save Lyle. Oh, after that oh, comment. What a shocking twist. That's <laughs> all it is for him. My last time we've left him to die a number of times. Quite. So many. Wow. I think you'll find me. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised, Lyle. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sam. I play Izzy, a gnome wizard. A rock gnome wizard. Yes. A wizzy. It's yeah. a wiz- it's a wiz day. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's clever. Yeah. <laughs> you do your research, I'm hysterical. <laughs> it's a no from me. And <laughs> and I am leaving, apparently. <laughs> uh, I am Mark, I am playing Hurst, the half-orc druid. The half-orc druid, okay. So, to begin our session today, we open in your secret planning room downstairs, underneath the... Speak Freely Tavern. All of you are equipped for adventure, armed and armoured, and you're going to be planning your heist of the Xanathar Lair. Please proceed. Just for context, yes. this is, as we said, uh, we've had some downtime. You you have had three days of downtime. Yes. 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 Correct. Um, because it, the reason it's three days is because that's when the next tournament is on. Yeah. Uh, so that's when you're... Aha. Uh-huh. As that was... I was wondering. ...established to be part of your plan, that's happening. One thing I need to remind you of, actually, actually before mm. you even get started, mm-hmm. is that there's one thing you may want to decide whether you want to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the outpost. So oh, no. J- Jalaxel told you about a secret Xanathar outpost, which, which is basically the lair of one of Xanathar's lieutenants. Yes. One that doesn't actually go to the Xanathar lair very often, but like all of his lieutenants, would obviously have one of those keys that would allow you to get into the lair via the teleportation pillar. Mm-hmm. Likely, there will be one in this outpost, but also... There is that one that you are aware of from your very, very first adventure. Also yes. true. In a similar outpost. So if you want to have an alternate method to get into the lair, particularly those that are not participating in the tournament, and so we'll need to have some other method of ingress, just I, I, would, I just thought I would remind you of that because that would need to be dealt with first if you're yes. going to be, you know, right. doing that. All right. So that's actually what I was going to lead with. Great. And we'll come back to the last part of it, which I thought you were actually going to um, hit us up with, but we'll do that later. Mm. All right. So, as indicated, we have two potential areas, Xanathar hideouts, where we know that there is at least one teleportation pillar. 
and also uh, one person who has access to the key. As far as I'm aware, the keys is what is what allows us entrance into the Xanthar's lair itself. And so it's one of the things that we're going to... that we require as a must-have. There are a couple of things that we need as a must-have. Is it... Sorry, my character wouldn't need to ask this question because he has a better memory than I do. <laughs> is it like a traditional speaking key or is it something that is essentially a key? We pl- it got plugged into a pillar, I think, and full-on, like, rotated? Yeah, so it, it actually functions very similarly to a key. Mm, okay. A- effectively, what it was was a sort of a uh, a octagonal cylinder mm. made of stone that was worn around the neck on a necklace yes. mm-hmm. and that uh, Nihilor used to, you know, sort of put okay. into the pillar, opened up the teleportation door, etc. Quite so. Right. Uh, so how much do we know about the key thing? Like... Not a lot. If... They, if we take it, is it going to work, or is there some sort of spell on it that they can change to recognize it, to exclude it? Like, well, we okay, we didn't hear any uh, command phrases, keywords, or otherwise when the key was turned, mm-hmm. and we had a pretty decent look at it. Sure. But that being said, if we go after the lieutenant, and I feel that we have to, it's not just a matter of getting the key off him mm-hmm. or her. It's going to have to be learning as much as we can about the Xanathalia because we know. Precious little, save for what the uh, the Stone of Galore was able to provide us. And that was mostly visual, no actual hard facts. A lieutenant should be able to give us a little bit more in terms of layout, things that we need to be uh, aware of, provided that we are able to both capture them mm-hmm. and also successfully interrogate them. Though I feel you, Nick, will be well positioned to uh, ensure that happens. Absolutely. I feel I can interrogate them for their secrets without need to resort to physical, distasteful violence. Anyway, especially with the magical backup we have at our disposal. Right. Between potions and a couple of paladins on the side and whatnot. Should not be a problem. Taking uh, them alive, we managed with Man- Mamoros easily enough mm-hmm. to bring him to his knees. My only concern is that, uh, the reason I brought this up, if we capture the lieutenant, at some point they must realise mm. that the lieutenant isn't there or that they're not answering their scrying crystal or whatever, however these types communicate. Yes. This is where it would And pay. at that point, knowing that they've got a lock, would it, if they could, if it was me, I'd probably find a way to stop them. Mm. Like, they're so paranoid, right? And this is where I feel that Davna may be our ace in the hole, as um, it were. The shape-changer? Yes. And she has a name. Yes. I'm just clarifying yes, the... Yes. She the, the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> clarifying the relevant <laughs> ability I'm, here. I'm doing exposition. <laughs> We're not as uh, close with Davna as you are, brother. Well, I can ask her, and I'm sure she'd be willing to help. She has expressed a mild interest in helping us out, since we essentially have given her a home, and someone who can change shape and read minds mm-hmm. would certainly be an excellent fill-in. Plus an opportunity to stick a denial or can't be undersold. Exactly. To come back to what Hurst has raised... Lieutenant, as I understand it from Joel Axel's intelligence, although I am to rely upon it, it has been good every time, uh, is that this lieutenant infrequently visits uh, Zenithar His absence, at the very least, uh, has a little bit of a grace period for us to do mm-hmm. what we need to do before we uh, invade. And it's only three days. Indeed so. And should Xanathar send anyone in to inquire about their absence, she will be able to gain all knowledge from that individual of what is expected and yeah. how... The reaction should go, and of course, a convincing, uh, it's not an illusion, she does actually change her features, so even if that person was able to perceive through Mm. illusion, it would not matter. My understanding, she also reads minds. Precisely, Uh, hence, she'll be able to know exactly what is expected in response from this individual. Do we have to keep, like, the lieutenant tied up in a back room or something for this to work? No. Once we have the information, if we feel that it's, I mean, this person's almost certainly going to be a 
murderer, mm. if nothing else, we can definitely put him down or hand him over to the authorities. I suggest we don't hand him over to the authorities until, you know, we've completed the heist, but mm. after that it shouldn't matter too much. Right. She can just read his mind and then go impersonate him and read the mind of any messenger sent to check up on him. As far as I can tell, the only wrinkle that we have, which is not to invalidate it at all, but the only wrinkle that we need to be aware is that Nihil may be able to recognise either an attempt to read a mind. Mm-hmm. Or maybe able to read her mind itself. Possibly. Possibly. A risk she or we may have to take. Indeed. But right. would Nihilor be sent on such an errand? It would be say. unlucky. Yeah, no. One thing I will uh, say, and just as a clarification, is that if you. Jarlaxel gave you the bare minimum of details regarding this mm. lieutenant, mm. it was effectively just like, hey, here's the address. This information's come to light. We're all helping each other. We're all, we're all best friends right now. You may as well go and take out that lieutenant. It, it, wouldn't that be a very good idea to do? Expressly told to you that one of the reasons it'd be useful to do that is because that lieutenant is so separate from the land. Yeah, yeah. It'd be potentially easy to do that without much repercussion. Mm. However, you did not find out any more details about the lieutenant. It doesn't mean that Bregan Darth doesn't know more details about said lieutenant. Jez, who still, I believe, is seeing Jarlaxel, could potentially basically see what else actually Jarlaxel knows about said lieutenant and get more information that way. I prefer banging, Tom. <laughs> Jez is currently still banging Jarlaxel. Mm. Maybe post-bang on one evening you could um, inquire <laughs> as to uh, further details surrounding the nature, demeanour, behaviour of said lieutenant. You know, it's just the romance. Really. Could do that. Is it, do, we, could, we could do our own leg, leg work as well. I agree. Let's do that, Squats. actually. Right. They're good for booty. <laughs> Alright, so as far as I'm aware, the must-haves that we need in order to be able to pull this thing off and survive. We need the location of Xanathar's lair, and that's not just to say what the Stone of Kalor has um, provided us, but also the layout of the place. We need a quiet way in, which means that we need Xanathar out of his lair. We know of a way that that can happen. He turns up at the beginning of the tournaments, and my understanding is he turns up at the end. The problem is he's invisible on both of those times, so we're not necessarily certain we're going to have his attention, unless he manifestly makes it obvious, or someone is able to see uh, past his obfuscation. And the final step is that we're going to need a quiet and fast way out. Why does he stay invisible all the time? That, that I can answer. So you found out that because, honestly, he's supposed to watch the whole tournament, but often gets bored. You know, you see enough fights go on and on and on. It's very rare that he's actually entertained. And so it's a way by which he can just sort of slip away. Also, just likes to be invisible anyway because he's paranoid and being invisible is a really, really great Doesn't way. Doesn't hurt, right? <laughs> and being invisible is a really great way to avoid the targeting of many, many spells. I'd um, like to point out that we dabbled in invisibility and that was the direct opposite experience <laughs> sure yeah but if you're the, the, the beholder that uh, rules the lair uh, it's so it's so he can slip away during the tournament to go and I don't know talk to Siglar or whatnot or Ziglar and then go and do something else and then come back and just be like yes I was there the whole time very very good very entertaining yes. it wouldn't hurt running a criminal organisation either to spread this idea that he could be watching you and invisible literally Anytime. So yeah. don't try and steal from him. Yeah. Green. You know that he's invisible a lot of the time, so Exactly so. It keeps it keeps the it keeps Ten thousand eyes of night exactly. always watching. And also has apparently a couple of magic rings. Let's do some let's do a couple of things that's actionable right now. We need to confirm with Yagra that what we have planned is what she has in mind as well as she's looking to get into the Xanathar lair. We need to speak to our Harpo uh, con- contact. Mm-hmm. Now, my, now my Raz was working with her to set up this whole tournament idea. Yep. In order to get 
in order to make sure that uh, Yagra is going to be on board. And I think what Jez mentioned earlier about doing our own legwork regarding the Zenithar Lieutenant is a good idea. Those are simple, actionable things that we can do within the space of a day, maybe two days at most, and then we can come back and make some decisions based on facts. Okay. Fantastic. Well, you, we, we can say that you put the word out that Yagra is waiting for you upstairs, that you want to have a chat. Yep. Her and Nalmo Raz can just be upstairs. You could easily have organized that. That's not a problem at all. all right. I wanted to go see the Blackstaff as well. Uh, Izzy. Yes. Uh, as a other resident Harper contact, you're going to need to be present uh, at the meeting with uh, Yagra and, Nel- and Nelma. Nelmo. 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 Yes. Take Hurst with you. Okay. And then talk about what's going to be expected, seeing as it sounds like you're also going to be involved in some capacity at this tournament. Yes. Okay. All right. I like Nick's idea about going to see the Black Staff. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave that with you. I don't think there's much else that needs to be done. Jez and myself will... I need to get ready is what I need to do. (laughs) Well, that's that's that day and a half we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And you are going to be uh, putting forward the suggestion to Jarl Axel if he could lend you one of his lieutenants to participate in the tournament as well? The particular... The particular lieutenant, the one that we had... Um, the one you're most amicable... Yeah, it's the one I first met in the sewers, then. Felrach Lafine. The, yeah, the, sa- the same one that raised Lyle. Yeah. <laughs> which I will point out every time you raise an objection. Which yeah. you will counterclaim you wouldn't have had to res me if you Quite. didn't leave me to die. Yeah. Which I will counterclaim if you were competent, you wouldn't have had to be resed in the first place and would be able to leave you on your loan without babysitting you. Yeah. This conversation uh, occurred through... Many times, uh, I think, over the course Ad nauseum. Okay, and, great. Let's... let's... Alright, and finally. So, Jez and myself are going to scout out the Zenithar Lieutenant Slayer for a bit of that. Yeah, sure. Great. No, that's perfect. Okay, then. So. I would like to send Daphna with you guys. Okay. Because she has a bit of info knowledge and it doesn't hurt to have her there. To um, know about the To know about the layer before we go in and rah, 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 rah. And if she she happens to see him and get a read on him beforehand. No, that's good. To be familiar with his place is his home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. How Surely he, that's how you get into character. Yeah, how he acts in his tome, as opposed to how he acts when he's tied up in our basement. I'm absolute agreement with the Lock Twins. Okay, yeah. fantastic. So, first of all, we shall cut to Izzy and Hurst walking upstairs to the, obviously, to the bar. You can see it is a busy morning. It's a, it's the a, one of the first days of summer, and already the heat has set in. So just try to imagine it, you uh... know, for your immersion. Try to imagine you're sitting in a really <laughs> hot place, <laughs> in a hot country at a hot time of year. I know it's, it's a bit of a stretch. But just oh know, man! Work, really? Work that imagination. For everyone, the theater of the mind. For everyone listening at home, we have had three months of sweltering humidity, <laughs> ridiculous spikes in climate, terrible uh-huh. bushfires, and today is the first day of summer. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> very, very, very true. Uh-huh. It is too, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Son of a bitch. But no summer already here. Yeah, for three months, and today is officially the first day of the Australian summer. What is this? Some kind of double summer? <laughs> oh god Alright so You can see that The bar is bustling Yes There are many people Of all stripes And backgrounds Enjoying their breakfast Thankfully Fleet's week is over So the abomination Of the Seafood Tadakin Is no longer On the menu Yay And now it's rolled over Into a much more Usual Stereotypical Tavern fare Which is Once again Being enjoyed With much colder Drinks than normal Life is Going back and forth Of course Entertaining the locals With you know, levitating glasses to them and all that kind of thing. Your doppelgangers are hard at work uh, behind the bar, serving customers mm-hmm. who are both hungry and thirsty. Working double time. Oh, <laughs> oh All right, actually, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, I'll take my inspiration in yeah. chair. Thank you. No, that's fair. Uh, yeah, everyone take, take it. it. <laughs> 
everyone take inspiration. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> not wild about accepting it, but all right. <laughs> when you don't die because of this chip, remember the awful joke that I had to do. Indeed. So, had to. <laughs> can, we deny our na- can we deny <laughs> our nature's mark? The genie's curse. <laughs> it forces my hand. <laughs> Grandma Lock, of course, is currently snoring. Passed she looks out. like she's snoring. Yeah. <laughs> Passed out on one of the tables with half a bottle of brandy in front of her. That's probably from last night. Nalmo Raz, who, if you recall, is a short, very, very sort of stocky uh, tiefling woman with sort of like, you know, pale purple purple skin, those wicked tiefling horns. Uh, and, of course, her prosthetic leg made out of both bronze and wood. And she sits there with Yagra next to her. And a corner table off to the side in a darkened corner perfect for private and clandestine meetings about breaking into villain lairs so Izzy and, Izzy and Hurst you approach the table Nalmo waves at you and you know, gestures for you to sit down and I guess you do so she says alright so are we doing this are we doing the tournament idea <sighs> yes Yagra just sort of slams a fist down the table and says yes alright I'll go make contact I'll set us up so what we're going to be a team of five is that it normally it's three or four Hurst myself you two as well? I think so. Fel, the idea was for you, Hurst. Yep. Felrecht. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the drow yeah, was going yeah, yeah, with yeah, them. Yeah. yeah, that's what I just remembered, yeah. yeah. She says, so the most common is three on three. Uh, okay. So the fact is, though, do you have another replacement? Because, you know, once we're in there, I think I could do much better not actually participating in the tournament itself, but actually, you know, going about and uh, helping out with the other stuff. Well, then it's us three, and we've got one more. Felrecht. Well, the idea would be that Yagra would, would, would get you in to the tournament yeah, yeah. and sign you up. Be, uh, uh, effectively okay. be your your entry, you know. Uh, but then the actual three-on-three battle would be you two and yeah. Felrecht. Oh, okay. All right. Which would work out well. That's typically how the teams are done. There's normally sort of a fighter type, a, a, a magic-y type, and, you know, kind of a rogue type, which Felrecht certainly... Uh, counts as so okay. could work out pretty well as far okay. as a three-person team. Then I guess yes, those that's us three. <laughs> yes, fantastic. Also, not for nothing, Yagra is pretty tough, but you two and Felrecht are a bit mm. more skilled than she is. Okay. So you've been doing more dangerous work recently, a little bit more experienced in the uh, lethal arts. Mm. So uh, she says, "All right, so I'll go make contact and I'll set it up. The tournament's in two days. Are we good to go by then?" I think we should be. Yeah, we'll be good to go. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. I want to thank you for helping me with this. You will not regret it. This is going to be the best way to get in there, do some damage, get what we need. Fuck the Xanathar. And she stands up very excitedly. She finishes her ale, plunks down the, the goblet on the table, and wanders off. It's a good thing you're not in that meeting line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get in, do damage, fuck the Xanathar! Okay, no, no, this is a little slow down. So yeah, but how are we going to fuck the Xanathar? So, we need a plan. Whoa, 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 whoa. Three-point plan to fuck the Xanathar. <laughs> First, so three holes. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, so now Mo just kind of shakes her head and says, despite her boisterous posturing, she she's actually very good in a pinch. <laughs> she's better subtly than she lets on. Oh, that's fair enough. I mean, this is kind of exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's great being a pit fighter for sure. Well, best of luck. Let me know if the Harpers can assist you with anything. She smiles and then also gets up and leaves. We then cut to, I believe, Nick, you were going to go and uh, try to seek an audience with the Blackstaff herself. Mm-hmm. All right then. Well, we cut to you at the base of Blackstaff Tower. Vajra Safar is there. As you recall, she's got sort of, you know, sort of curly dark hair, dark skin. 
She dresses very simply, but her clothes are, you know, stylish and not overly garish and certainly not very wizardly either. There are no robes or pointy hats at play here. She definitely has the black staff in her hand, but apart from that, it turns out that she was grateful enough after assisting with the Castellanters for her to agree to this meeting. Not often something that happens like that. Mm. Uh, you're pretty much alone out of the front courtyard. Oh, really? There's a few, <laughs> there is a few uh, wizard pupils off in the very, very far, far corner practicing some cantrips, but she looks at you up and down and says, I am very grateful, but I certainly hope you have a very good reason for asking me here. I certainly... Uh, here, don't you live here? Not always. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Can we um, be seen... Can we be heard? Or, and I make like little tentacle gestures on top of my head seen here? No, this entire location is warded against scrying to the utmost degree. We're safe to talk. Good. So, me and my little enterprise, uh, we're going to be uh, probably robbing the Xanathar sometime over the next few days. Interesting. With an, with an, yes, it is, isn't it? I thought so. With an eye to, of course, you know, getting rich and recovering many, many items for the city, some of which you may very well be interested in, you know having or acquiring or having something that you definitely had the entire time. <laughs> she she raises a, a skeptical eyebrow and says, Oh, you don't want in? Well, that's okay. I'll just go on my merry way. Just get to the point. So there's going to have to be a certain amount of violence over the next few days. <laughs> so it'd be great if you and the rest of the constabulary could just, like, turn a bit of a blind eye to it. I mean, sure, make a big show, but, you know, you don't infiltrate a criminal's lair without indulging in criminal activities. So what you're saying is that if I suspect that we'd come upon, oh, I don't know, Xanathar guild members that have been found murdered on the streets or otherwise, that... I should not pursue the source of that murder too carefully? No, possibly put about that it was a bunch of zents. You know, the further we fuel that little fire, the better. Well, you're in luck, Mr. Locke, because frankly, the street violence between the Xanathars and the Zents is not something we've been investigating terribly. We just simply hope it, I guess, continues, is isolated to those groups and those groups alone, probably escalates without any collateral damage and then goes away. Yes, it has definitely been escalating without anybody else fueling the fire. That is a thing. That is definitely a thing. Very well. Also, you know, we very much want this enterprise to succeed, and I think you do too, as do all members of the city. You may say I have a vested interest in making sure that the Xanathar is somehow thwarted, yes. Yes, but also in recovery of bits and bobs. Bits and bobs, yes. Yes. So we were just wondering if we could borrow some items, definitely to be returned, you know, just to sort of facilitate our ease of access, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I see. And what sort of items would you have in mind? I prepared a list. <laughs> okay, what, what's on the list? Well, I was going to ask for two cloaks of invisibility. Okay, that's a straight no. Cloaks of invisibility are legendary. Oh, really? They're like 100,000 gold. Because it, it, is, it is impenetrable invisibility. Oh, right. For two hours a day. Right. Like, it's it's not, you know, you attack and you become visible. You put the hood up and you're invisible for as many minutes as that. Like, they're in a B1 in the city. They're pretty They're pretty rare. Okay, I didn't realize. I thought they were a bit more common you, than you could. You could potentially. Like, the lesser version of that would be, well, invisibility potions, obviously. Mm. No, we're um, going to put our potions elsewhere, I think, was the... Well, sure. Oh, okay, what about headbands of uh, mind resistance? You know, sort of mental fortitude type things. What's the equivalent of those? Uh, I'm not quite sure what you mean by that one. Oh, so just like, you can, immunity to being charmed, dominated, all of that jazz. Uh, that, mm, Or are they also super expensive? They are, that is very, very expensive as well. I mean, yeah. what 
Okay, as a, as a as a compromise, something to assist you with stealth could be a cloak of elven kind. Yes, that, that gives pe- well, it's kind of a double whammy because it gives you advantage on all your stealth checks, mm. and it also gives everyone disadvantage on spotting you. Okay, so okay, that's good. So, so two, it's like a double, you know, three of those, and maybe two sets of armor for the fighters, or you know, wizard armor in there. So something to help survive the encounter. She says, I can maybe organize the cloaks for you. I think two, not three. And as far as armor... Like and as far as armor goes, what kind of armor? I don't know, some leather thing with some trees on it, and maybe like a wizard robe with an exploding tower or something? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure if she was asking for the, what, what, what the aesthetics of the armor should be. Then she should have asked the question with more gratitude. <laughs> I says, wave my hand. So leather armor, chain mail? Leather and robes, wizard robes. Sorry to interrupt. Just very quickly, we still have um, those Gensai or Gensai. Oh yes, that's true. Then so we could possibly um, do something with them. I just figured we can pretty much blackmail. She definitely wants us to see, so we just blackmail her. Not yeah, blackmail. but I'm not sure how much force trust. leverage. I'm not sure how much she trusts us. Also point. true, you know. Well, yes, that's true. All right, how's this? Three cloaks of Elvenkind. Nothing else. Done. Okay, she holds her hand out. Two that are really nice, and one that's a bit ratty. Jeez. <laughs> she, she raises an eyebrow again and says, Are you serious? Yes. Why? Um, you know, guild secrets and all that, I say, jack. tapping my nose. <laughs> <laughs> she, she holds her hand out to shake. I will do the wrist clasp and everything. As the wrist clasp occurs, uh, so Jess, are you wanting to hit the streets and find out what you can about this, this Xanathar lieutenant? It's been a while mm-hmm. since uh, Jez has hit the streets and, you know, spent some time on the ground floor with her people so Great. I think she's actually quite quite looking forward to going going and um, frequenting her regular old haunts and you know meeting up with a few people shaking some hands mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know slipping some cards under the table uh, chatting with a few um, street kids who uh, you know feel like making a penny mm-hmm, things like mm-hmm. that fantastic so you yeah meet up with all your contacts uh lyle are you are you assisting in Indeed. this endeavor as well fantastic cool. he's always standing behind me looking really disappointed yeah, yeah. i can feel it yeah like. probably. <laughs> okay so both of you then can give me a roll of of whatever you would like to justify as the skill that you're using to assist in information gathering sounds like persuasion to me but i could be wrong no i mean sure does that's a that's an absolute gimme uh stealth of course if if you're going to be sneaking around the lair, actually, we'll make it, make it two separate things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this so, is just the investigation part, I think. We've just, you know, basically going to a few, uh, you know, maybe dodgier taverns and mm-hmm. having a chat with a few folk anywhere between, you know, some ne'er-do-well type criminal people and also just generally people in the street who might live around mm-hmm. that location and, and mm-hmm. might kind of know about him. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. What does he like to drink? When does he normally come by other types of habits? Yeah, and things, and that, things that are in. notable about him. Now, are you are you going to be greasing the wheels? Absolutely. Right? I was about gonna... to say, how much is this going to cost me? Well, it depends. You could also host people at your tavern. You can invite you can invite the the who's who over the tavern for a bit of a drink, the, a bit of a free meal. The idea is I don't want this to come back to me. Oh, so right. I'm, okay. I'm going to be in disguise. Agreed. I'm going to be about, you know, just off the record. So if you, let's say if you spend at least 50 gold. Yep. Uh, bribing people, then that will give you advantage on the roll. Cool. Both of your rolls. All right, so So I'm going to do an investigation roll. Okay. And Lyle's doing a persuasion. Yep. 
Great stuff. 22. Ooh, nice. And Lyle? Let's see. Will a 17 do the job? Uh, a 17 will do something, yes. We'll do something. There's no, there's no upper limit here. Don't forget yeah. with advantage, of course. Of course. Okay. Uh, I should do it anyway. Uh, no difference. So okay. 17 okay. remains. Okay, that's not a problem at all. So you still find out quite a bit, particularly Jez with that role. So you know that the lieutenant has uh, actually come in to replace the dwarf that you killed in the graveyard. Oh, Do you yes. recall that? Yeah, that? with his mechanical arms. Yes, yes, indeed. So a recent acquisition, and not entirely... So this particular lieutenant has not really, I guess, ingratiated himself into the guild as a whole. He's not really a team player. No, in fact, lone wolf. Very, yeah. no, very much a lone wolf, to the point oh. where he spends most of his time in his outpost. He's an alchemist, okay. and apparently a wizard. He's also a durigar, and uh, has a very distinctive appearance because of the fact that due to an alchemical mishap involving some potions that he was making he is half stone so he, he's the left half of his face is half uh, petrified and his left arm is essentially living stone and he's left and he walks with a limp very slowly because his left leg is is essentially almost petrified as well he he's effectively one third turned into stone so between him and the other dwarf who is half machine you've got a full Organic dwarf and a full inorganic dwarf. Apparently, yes. apparently he is very smart. He's very good at what he does. He basically can supply the Xanathar with whatever alchemical substances mm. the Xanathar wants, and that's pretty much his job. Uh, he doesn't need to be physically in the lair, and the Xanathar likes him to be not in the lair <laughs> and to not have his lab- <laughs> laboratory there because while he's very what's the word creative, uh, this this sometimes leads to uh, mishaps such as the one that half turned him into stone. The, the, the Xanathar being paranoid is very happy to keep him well fed and well paid out there in the outpost. Also, it's the only outpost that a lieutenant has now that Nihilord no longer uses the one that you cleansed in the first mm. adventure because, you know, the lair it's itself is so, is so far. Exactly right. Do you share this information with us? Yeah, I was just about to have a conversation with Lyle and just mm. say, so being what we know about him now, do you think Davna has the ability to turn herself into a half stone? I don't think it's unreasonable for a changeling to be able to do that, but... I could also do it. What do you mean? The gifts of Timora are such that I'm able to alter myself to within... To take on another person's appearance, so long as they're about approximately a foot taller or a foot shorter. It means that um, if there's anyone who is likely to be able to play a dwarf, I could do it. Mind you, I wouldn't necessarily have the alchemical knowledge. Right, so she can't change her height. I don't know if, I don't know if she can, to be honest. She, so she can. Uh, but okay. but but so could you. Uh, to be yeah. clear, he's a Durigar, so not yeah. quite as burly as regular dwarves, yeah. and also ex- except the fact they can shape so that they can grow, grow to yes. large size, which you wouldn't be able to do. But no. he apparently he's quite small for a Durigar, just like you know, like a, a little little skinny wizard Durigar, basically, who's you know half stone. So must yeah. say that both we're both capable of doing it. Okay, and is that true? The half stone thing is doable for uh, for the with creative makeup effects, yeah. of course, absolutely. Okay, the, so we would have to do makeup. She can't just do the, it herself. That's well, the other question. thing, she she could, and any magic could do that yeah. as well. But right. you know, you would need to just you know do a bit of a falsehood thing. But that's oh. part of the fun. The other thing that could be done, we have uh, our, our our own alchemist friend. I've been doing some research as to what potions we could take advantage of using that contact. There's a, there's a spell that's called Alter Self that allows us to take on different um, characteristics, physical properties. Not so much a disguise in as much as creating things like hooves and horns. I would imagine being able to manufacture some sort of stony complexion would probably be within our alchemist's ability. Absolutely. 100%. Yes, definitely. Interesting. And 
And Tom, do we find out anything else about kind of his habits or personality or mm. anything like that? Yeah, he's weird and kooky and it has a vicious temper and he's basically just a, a, a bit of a mad scientist type. And so as a result... And because he's relatively new, mm. the other lieutenants and guild members don't really know much about him yeah, and so don't interact with him. a crazy, unpredictable person, which is perfect because it means that whatever Davna or yes. you do mm. in that role, you know, has, I guess, not plausible deniability, but, like, can, is quite can reasonable. Can be explained. There is yeah. another really important thing, which is going to be very much to your benefit. Because he is so valuable and has not yet pissed off the Xanathar, like many of the other lieutenants are, have, in the lair, because everyone's afraid of him, even mm. the other lieutenants, He's allowed to go anywhere and do whatever the fuck he wants. I mean, apart from the Xanathar itself's personal lair and personal mm -hmm. instruction given, no one else questions him at all. Now, so if we were to change... Davna into him. He could even lead us in, potentially. Uh, what about the lair itself, Tom? So, as far as the lair goes, you, you do find that there's some information. You know that, uh, for example, most of the other lieutenants reside there, okay? Uh, you know that there's the big arena section. You also know that there is the sort of the inner sanctum. Oh, my apologies. Um, absolutely keep going with what you're going, but I was talking okay. about um, the Dwarga's um, hideout. Oh, the outpost. Oh, the outpost is actually quite small. That's my, mostly that's my fault, I said Lair. No, no, that's okay. So the outpost itself, it, it's in the sewers, just like the other one. Uh, it's in an old, disused area of the sewers, actually underneath the, well, near underneath the City of the Dead. Okay. It's in a place oh, that right. has, it is in a place that has long since dried up. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's very much an old, not used sewer location. You know, typical villain lair stuff. Yeah. It's used as a storehouse and a where and a storage place. And it is also, once again, an alchemical lab for this fellow to do things with. And also as a prime meeting place yeah. for the Xanathar wanting to have meetings with other factions and people because it doesn't involve them com coming all the way down to the, the Xanathar's actual lair. Okay, just very quickly. If this hideout is located close to the City of the Dead, we knew something about Silgar, Xanathar's pet fish. They um, seem to replace him in order to keep the Beholder pacified, and they typically do it from the pond that's located in the City of the Dead. So the thing that's been rattling around in my head is how they're able to effectively get in, replace them, and get out without having raised any um, concerns or objections. Like, they're able to do it quietly enough that a beholder does not suspect. I wonder if they do it via here. I wonder if it's the Dwerga that does it. Oh, that's very interesting. How might we find that out? Well, we need to get our hands on this Dwerga anyway to do some severe questioning. This should be possible. With tickling, everybody? Yes, with For tickling. the audience? Through tickling. Yes. Through tickling. Okay. I, but we can uh, take advantage. No, we can list that as one of the questions that we ask. So it seems to me like the next step really objectively is just to snatch the Dwerga. Do this outpost yeah. heist. The, the mini heist before the main heist. When you, mm. when you do relate this information to me, mm -hmm. I will make the suggestion that... Well, let's, 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 let's do it then. Let's cut to... Yeah, because I think yeah. Mark, Mark also did a thing that he wanted to say as well. Yes, yeah. indeed. Oh, I, I think I was misunderstanding what was happening. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, well, sorry, I, I was misunderstanding what you were talking about for a second. Okay. That's all right. Uh, so, okay. are we going to be then... Uh, so, this is... So, in these two days of prep, you, know, you get the... Yeah, you get the yeah. magic eye. We have a bit of montage with you mm -hmm. doing, you know, beating the street, doing all that kind of thing. Uh, if there's anything crucial you think of later, we can just retroactively say you did it mm -hmm. during these couple yeah, of days. Yeah, yeah. Like, we can just do it as a quick little flashback, you know, very much in, in fitting with the genre. So then let us uh, proceed to, I guess, the final planning session before you actually go into the outpost. Yes. So we'll say this is maybe like the next two days. One. I... If it can be crunched to a day, because we need the time to speak to... Oh, yes. Um, That's fine, actually. Speak to this dwarf. What's his name again, by the way? Uh, so, so the Duragar's name is Adagold 
Tall Crippler. Aragold? Addo Gold. Addo Gold. Tall Crippler. Because he cripples tall, tall people. Crippler. Yes. Ridiculous name. Apparently, just hates tall people, refuses, in fact, another fun fact, refuses to enlarge himself. Oh, that's good to just know. never does it. Convenient. Likes his size the way he is. So then in that case, then, it'll be that evening, in fact. I, I don't see why that mm. so far couldn't have just taken you a day. Yeah. So we'll say that maybe tonight is when you decide to uh, go for the outpost. Yeah. So, once again, you are in your planning room. From what you've told me of this dude guy, he's new to the team. He's a lone wolf. We may not even have to interrogate him as much as just be like, look, spill the beans and you can go. He may be self-interested and self-serving enough that he's just willing to... He may not just care. He may not have that much loyalty. Hard to say, but he got promoted to a lieutenant for a reason. I'm not saying he's not ruthless and efficient. I'm just saying he may be ruthless and efficient enough to hand the Xanathar to us on a silver platter to save his own head. My concern is that he's bugfuck crazy. And also true. This is why this is where the uh, not for nothing the every... truth determining properties of my skills come into hand. I don't. I don't want to paint every occupation with the same brush. But for the most part, all alchemists that we've dealt with have usually been uh, high on their own supply. Shall we say? Yes. That doesn't mean we can't glean nuggets, sift nuggets of truth from his mess of lies. That's true, but I'm not saying that we trust him to that extent. Either. Oh, no, no, tr- but I mean, you know, it just makes it go easier if we basically present him with those options. It do- if, if it was a diehard loyal lieutenant, yep. it takes longer. If we can just quickly convince him, look, what do you care anyway? Spill the beans. One way or another, you either, this scenario ends up with you dead or alive. What forces are at this um, this outpost? I'm so glad that you asked. As far as you are aware, he has some kind of protection in the actual laboratory itself. Like golem or something. What that is, you don't know. Okay. Okay. Could be anything. Could be wards. Could be anything. Mm-hmm. You also know that he does keep a contingent of uh, hobgoblins and goblins. A very skeleton staff. Like, doesn't, doesn't have a lot of muscle there mm-hmm. backing him up. Hobgoblins and goblins. All right. Our biggest concern is going to be if Adgold decides to cut bait and run, then the odds are good that he's going to run for that teleportation pillar, at which point we've lost him and possibly any chance that we have of progressing down this line. Can you gum it up again, Hurst? Yeah, probably. And also, you say cut his losses and run. Apparently, he doesn't move very quickly. Something we still have to be aware of, but... Indeed. Apparently, physically, he moves quite slowly. Well, I mean, magically. He can I suppose he can just teleport. teleport. Mm, good point. And Which he could do anyway and probably won't be able to stop him. Do you have counter spell, Izzy? I do. Good. I guess just be ready in case he looks like he's about to teleport. Anything else we can probably deal with, but we definitely don't want him Agreed. giving away the game, as it were. And non-lethal if we can. I suppose that's kind of easy. Be. If we just aim all our weapons at his stone side, that will resonate and knock him unconscious long before it kills him. I mean, we <laughs> Probably could... a brain damage, but anyway, it sounds like he already has quite enough. We could try to, I don't know, actually speak with him first rather than kidnapping. He likes short people. He hates tall people. Maybe there's something there. We could try. Lyle, seduce him. I got you this fancy cape just for this occasion. Mm -hmm. Why does this cape look decidedly less good than... Oh, no, sorry, that's Jez's. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, is there any items or potions or anything, you know, any consumables, things things you'll have to purchase before you you head down? There are. What are the actual properties of the capes, by the way? Oh, so once again, it it pretty pretty much is just... Think of them like the cloaks in the Lord of the Rings book, where... That it, it actually changes color like a chameleon oh, type. Mine is a dark crimson red. It allow well. The thing is though, it, it's a double. It's a double feature. Yeah. Right? Yes. Everyone, everybody has disadvantage on perception checks to spot you yep. being stealth, and, you have, and you have advantage. So it's pretty damn good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Now, is that while moving, or do you have to be still for that? Both. Either. Sweet. Just hiding. I have the name of our alchemist. One sec. 
Or is it Fala? It's Fala. Fala. No, Fala. Fala's the alchemist. Yes, you're absolutely right. They okay. are big fans of yours and very happy to help with all the good you've done. Just, I'm conscious of how much time that we're going to have and how much time Fala's going to need. Well, here's the thing. In, in total, Fala will be able to procure for you maybe six. Sounds good. I think of the ones that we're going to want, comprehend uh, languages, gaseous form, and haste are probably three very good ones. Yes, he's fallen spider climb too. But uh, I have both of those as spells. Yeah, but you're not going to be present. Yeah, that's true. But I think sea invisibility has to be the fourth. Yeah. 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 I would right. put in a vote for Spider Climb, that would be very, very useful. Actually, let's do a random roll because I'm mm. because there's all th- these are simply the ones that you are commissioning Fala to make for you. Which, she might already which, have some on the shelf. Which they will happily do. But yep. here's a roll to see, you know, what they happen to have in stock. Uh, give me two D six, please. Okay. Oh, three. Okay, no. so what that <laughs> means? So what that means is that uh, there are three levels of spell that mm. the potions just happen to be there. So what that means is obviously you know one level three potion happens to be in stock. Mm-hmm. Three level one potions, you know one level two. Okay, nice. It's level ones will cost us eighty gold. Second levels one twenty gold. Third levels two hundred gold. Of those. Let me just write down quickly the ones that we were thinking about getting. So I suggested Comprehend Languages, Haste, Gaseous Form. And Nick made a case for Spider Climb. And Sea Invisibility. And Sea Invisibility. Spider Climb just lets you walk up walls and things, doesn't it? And ceilings. Yes. I mean, like, standing on the ceiling, loosing bolts of people has its advantages, I guess. Sure does. Cool spells. While this is happening quickly, is there a place where I can get some special trick arrows as well? Because I've been meaning to do that for a time. Oh, okay. Uh, Deep roll 2d6. Because I quite liked the webbing arrows and, yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Do you have that contact with um, City Watch, where you got the first one from? Yes, yeah. this is her. This is her supplier, and actually, that's that's worked out very well. Uh, under your suggestion, she's actually made a little bit of a side profit, so she's yeah. happy to actually just give you the arrows without having to buy them. But it's a matter of what she happens to have in stock. I got nine on the two d six. Great. Okay, so you get four arrows: two smoke arrows and two web arrows. Awesome. Thank you. Smoke arrows. Smoke arrows. It, it, like a, it's a forty foot radius. Creates a completely opaque globe of smoke. If I ask for one, better than two. darkness yeah. because you know dark vision won't see through it. Can I ask for, for a webbing arrow too, or is that the sum total of what's available? That's the sum total, so it's up to Jez no, whether okay. she wants uh-huh. to give one. Nah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you get the ratty looking cloak. Paul Lyle thought it was for him. I Listen, did. if you gave me a proper looking coat, then maybe I would, you know, share. Okay, but for a start, it's a cloak, not a coat, and that's the first of your fashion disasters. <laughs> Your face is a fashion disaster. Wow. <laughs> Hard jokes on you, we're identical twins. <laughs> no, we're not, you dumbass. <laughs> if you ever looked in the mirror, you'd realise that we are. But there you go, that also explains the hair. But you are a tit, you don't have any. Yeah. <laughs> Does huge deep breath into retort. And then, <laughs> I mean, hat of disguise on, hat of disguise off. I now have a magnificent rack. Oh, wow. Okay, good, excellent. So... <laughs> Is it, is it just you, but with... With titties. <laughs> yes. Damn titties. With damn titties. Daphne, right. get in here! <laughs> <laughs> she just comes in. I'm not a titty game again. All right, so what? I want six. <laughs> All right, look. For fuck's sake. What are you... To the bathroom parlor! <laughs> what are you... Getting? Belay that. Quick, while I'm still angry. <laughs> That's when you're at your best. Come on, scab straight, baby. <laughs> All right. 
This is all canon. Wait, did you say to the titty polo? No. <laughs> I don't know. Tom, I have a request uh, for a new branch <laughs> of the. Uh, just a, just a, it can be a small room. Yeah. It's just a new room for the uh, for the for the speak freely tavern. Okay. Mm. All right. So grand total of the five potions that we have is seven hundred and twenty gold pieces. Could be worth it. Could be worth it, but recognize that it's also a pretty expensive outlay for this. Comprehend languages, haste, gaseous form, spider climb, and sea invisibility. The two expensive ones are haste and gaseous form. If money's an issue, let's just ask Neverember for a loan. Lord knows we'll be able to pay it back soon enough. He doesn't necessarily have liquid assets how as much as he has just assets. I'm how, sure. How much are we thinking here? Because we've got quite a bit. 720 if we want one potion of each. Neverember is also very, very eager to help out mm. and, and can, you know, certainly lend you some portion of that. So let's say that uh, although his liquid assets. But see, when he great, says he's not liquid, he probably means he can't buy a mansion out of these back pocket chairs. No, he's about three, 300 gold. He will happily do that. <laughs> Him back when we get the drug. Oh, yeah. He he can't. I mean, he, well, he could, but he, he he's not going to come along with you. That's what we're saying. Because I'm saying like, but he wants to help. Where you can help is yeah. with your carefully managed assets that you have spent your life curating from. You know, that is where you help. You know, and exactly. I will make him feel good about it because no. you know, this is important and Absolutely. he is helping and it's something we do need. But well, no, we no. we can't do that. But you can. One hundred percent. No, he's very happy. Well, to... you can't create assets with your lifestyle. <laughs> had a disguise on. Had a disguise. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Assets. Assets. Okay. So, we'll say that those potions are purchased. Uh, so the question is to how many now we want as well. I don't think we need three of everything. Things of which we're probably going to need three of, I would suspect, is haste and gaseous form. I figure we can get away with one sea invisibility, one spider climb, and one comprehend languages. Everyone in agreement? Yep. Yes. All right. That's pretty much it, unless we want to outweigh one more potion cost, and that's uh, revivify. Yeah. So, I think that is worth having. Mm-hmm. So, how much is that coming? Uh, assuming that we get one uh, revivify, we're talking 1,320 gold pieces. And it's really just a question as to who gets it. I think probably team tournament. Oh no, I can create healing. Right. Remember remember last okay. session when I healed you? Uh, I do recall that, yes. Yeah, yes. you're nice. welcome. Thanks. Never heard a thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right, so let's cut Was to I you possibly man. unconscious at that point from, you know, various it, things? It, that it, does it, sound like you, Lyle. Constantly sleeping on the jaw. With your purchases made, we now cut to you making your way down the sewers. You are approaching the lair. You know that this is been this lair was constructed out of a formerly abandoned cellar complex. When you get to the T-junction in the sewer, you go left, as you know you have to, and then you can see the dead end. You can see, first of all, as you go around the corner, this old, dried-out, moldy section of sewer not been trod upon by official government hands for quite some time. You can see that there is one main door, uh, which is constructed from wood and braced with iron, and out the front of it, you can see that there are two hobgoblin guards. They are dressed in leather armor, dyed in the characteristic purple of the Xanathar guild, and they currently sit there with short spears leaning upon them, just kind of bored at their uh, sentry duty. They are far enough away, and they are lit with an everbright torch, which is above the door, and the everbright torch is actually very openly over a large symbol of the eye, you know, the Xanathar uh, guild symbol. So clearly this is the sort of place where people that want to meet with the Xanathar Guild for business know to come. Not exactly subtle. No. Then again, it's in the sewers. And speaking <laughs> of, is there a straight shot of a passage or are there avenues with which to climb and hide? I'm going to say no. So it really is just the sewer itself. Understood. Uh, it, if there was the disgusting sewage that had not dried up, you could... Be- 
potentially have immersed yourself yeah. in it, but no, it's all dried up. There's nothing, there's nowhere to hide behind, really. Lure them away, mm-hmm. attack them head on, chit-chat. And tell them to fuck off. I could always disguise myself as a lieutenant or whatever and just tell them to... That's it. How to disguise myself to look more or less like myself, but in Xanathar robes. Okay, interesting. Do you like purple robes? Purple whole, robes, and I'll just, just talk my way through it. So I'll walk up with you guys in tail a little bit back. Yep. I'm, so you're I'm going to be in way. stealth, yes. to be honest with you. So. There's no real avenue for stealth, though, from what I'm hearing. Oh, none at all. What I'll say is that if all of you go together as a group, mm-hmm. then if Jez is at the rear, Jez can try to hide behind the group Unnoticed. as a whole. Cool. I, I won't let you do it. It's a halfling ability to do it behind a bigger creature, but I'll let, I'll let a rogue do it behind a group of people tightly packed. That's fine. You'll know the plan has failed and it's time for violence if I start violencing. <laughs> okay. Accurate. So you are, so you just walk up openly. Mm-hmm. You are dressed as a well, like like yourself, a half elf, but mm-hmm. with um, purple. Slightly clothes. different to my actual. Sorry, appearance, I, but it, close it just appears that Nadia's rolled some kind of uh, good roll. She's just uh, for the listener at home. She's doing the I rolled a twenty dance. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dance we all know. <laughs> the dance is indescribable. <laughs> so you approach, and they don't. They look up for a second, but really, mostly, they just kind of stand a bit more to attention mm. and straighten their backs. I will give them a piercing glare. The the one who left says, Hello, what are you doing? That's none of your business. We're here to talk to the alchemist. I wasn't told about a meeting today. That's because it's none of your business. Refer to my previous statement. <laughs> Pretty good. You may roll with advantage. Wait, are we all there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Behind me, like, right. I'm bringing some dudes in. Hurst, Hurst will just look his grumpiest, partially because he's not happy to be here, partially because he's trying to look intimidating. I'm going to inspiration that because I feel I can do better with advantage. I'll take advantage of my halfling ability through um, <laughs> hide behind people. <laughs> so with my, because as a rogue, I got the proficiency bonus. So yeah. now my deception is much better than it used to be, and it's a solid uh, nine so it's 25 wow okay 16 plus nine yes so you know what they just look to each other and just nod and then one of them says yeah it's that's fine we're not told about every meeting uh, allow me to show you in exactly and uh we're going to try and get ourselves in chemically enhanced so if there's any explosions i suggest you move back from the door oh and like they just nod solemnly like oh yeah we know what that's about <laughs> so so nice. they open the so they open the door and one of them, the one on the left, is actually just going to escort you through. When you first open, there's kind of a slit, a short corridor that has arrow slits on the walls. And you can see that a couple of them have got little chattering goblins behind them, you know, with the little yeah. crossbows pointed out, and the hobgoblin just leads you through. And meanwhile, the goblins. Good thing we'd have to do with that nonsense. The goblins are just sitting there mocking each other. It's like, so the goblins are just sitting there <laughs> hurling insults at each other. The hobgoblin leads you past this, you know, hallway of arrow death and opens up into Ooh. a rat infested cellar. You can see there are stacks and stacks of barrels and crates and other storage facilities and there's a couple of little goblins and hobgoblins all sitting around a table playing a game with three dragon ante they're mm-hmm. all playing cards and they look up very briefly when you walk in the hobgoblin just kind of shakes shakes his head at them and they just go back to their game largely ignoring you all good yay you then <laughs> to just talk your way through the fucking dungeon so you um, <laughs> well this has always been the dream so once again you go to a, a large spacious empty cellar in this particular cellar you can see that there is essentially a weapon rack set up and you can see there's a couple of little goblins who are sitting there practicing their archery uh, with their crossbows against a wall there's a goblin basically sparring with a hobgoblin the hobgoblin is a grizzled older uh, female hobgoblin who has a grayish hair tied back in a thick braid and she has uh, a larger sort of bastard sword and it looks like she's more or less the trainer I guess for this particular crew Every, periodically she'll turn around and point to one of the goblins doing archery and just be like aim small miss small aim small miss small Squeeze the trigger, don't pull it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? 
Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Train them at detecting lies. <laughs> Indeed so. And then, so basically, you are led, led through until eventually you get to a smaller sort of side cellar. And the first thing that you notice here is the smell. First of all, there is the reek of death. And as you walk in, <laughs> in the corner, you can see what appears to be probably well over a hundred dead rats in various stages of decomposition some of them have partially morphed into other things one of the a couple of the corpses are lambent and glowing one of them is on blue fire uh-huh. which is not consuming anything and the other rats one of the rats is to put it mildly inside out as though it has been turned inside out effectively it looks like a whole bunch of rats have had magical experiments to cast upon them one of them Does it has look like that because that's exactly what's happened uh, yes indeed <laughs> and, and then just discarded and so there's a essentially a large mound of dead rats in oh, various yeah. stages I mean some of them are just dead and then you can see that on the on the ground there is think of like a high school dance there's just that sort of smoke that sort of dry ice style smoke <laughs> that just goes across the ground it's kind of a greenish glowing tinge coming from a room a room to the left or at least a section to the left from which you can hear muttering coming from and so the hobgoblin walks up and just knocks on the door says your meeting's here what's that i don't i don't have a fucking meeting right you just you leave now i will look at him and just call him i'm in the middle of something just like fuck off okay yeah so the so the hobgoblin just shrugs and puts (laughs) puts his hands up as if to say hey listen this is between y'all i'm I'm, I'm leaving now and just does and just leaves just fucks off clearly goes back out to the uh to the front door so you here you are it's a wooden door it's braced with iron like the other ones are. There is a sort of a, a prison cell style slit in the top, which you can attempt to, you know, nudge open with some thieves. To How high again. is the slit? Uh, you know, it's eye height for a, for a human. So human. he wouldn't be able to see through it then? No. I suppose he didn't build this place, did he? So, yeah. No, definitely not. Can we just pick the lock, pick the door? Is it locked? Or bolted? Well, actually, are, are you going to try the handle? Yes, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Explody times. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. I mean, you, you can, but... <laughs> should have gotten him to open it. Wait, come back. <laughs> open the door. Collectively, the party spider sense just went off. Yes. I buried the lead there, but no, that's fine. It's it's only only fair that I do, I do double check. Am I still stealth, just so I know? Yes. Cool. Well, I will Sneak. percept the door. And if you want to check it arcanely, I'll check it yes. mechanically. You can check it arcanely. Sure. Yes, you can do that. Percept that door at a 20. Great. So you okay. mechanical traps and things. There is definitely a trap set up on this door, 100%. Okay. You think it's actually very alchemical rather than magical. Mm. So you think you can see the telltale signs of sort of some wire that stretch between, behind. You think it probably links to maybe like a vial of something above the door, mm. that kind of situation. Yeah. Do you want to percept for magic? Uh, yes. But also... I was, I did have another idea. Yes. No, this is probably a thing that Ben hasn't thought of. I don't know. Go for it. I was going to cast Unseen Servant mm. to oh, okay. get it to open the door. I did not think of that. <laughs> but I was thinking that your goblin uh, or I could just artisan thing... Oh. Guess, guess he's forming one of you and just pass through the door. Mm. Also possible. That's true. There are multiple ways. Actually, yeah, no, I will detect magic. Okay. Because if it's a purely mechanical trap, we can disable it. Quite. Mm. Yeah, so so you definitely detect a low level of evocation coming from whatever the vial is above the door. Mm. So it's a it's so clearly it's like an alchemical yeah. object magical. rather than a spell. But no, it's it's magical. Yes. What's Okay. Just because I would know this, Je- uh, Nadia, what's your pick lock, lock picking? Uh, so that is five. 
Do, do you want yeah, to have expertise? I mean, is it just dex plus proficiency? Yeah, we both have expertise. So you can assist, Sir Nadia, if, Jez, if you'd like to try to pick the lock. You I'll assist because I have the skills too. Six, then You'll do so case. with advantage. So, uh, so is these tools basically just your proficiency plus dex? Exactly. Yeah. Well, we so have the same then, six. but I'll assist you. Lock, lock picking isn't a skill, it's a tool proficiency. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Right. Yeah, same bonus. So, um, okay, so she is going to... Can she remain in stealth while doing this? Well, you, like maybe not. you sure can with regards to the Duraga on the other side of the door. Yes, yeah, because you're completely of... concealed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, she's basically just going to do the thing where she kind of says, like, step back, everybody, and just gets the, you know, sizes up the door. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You know, really just kind of scans over everything, you know, sniffs it, licks it, whatever, you know. It's Girls. science. Good. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> Good. I mean, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to lick things in science, especially in the chem labs. That's fine. Can yeah. I lick the science? Refer to the chart. Can I lick the science? If it's zoology, <laughs> science licks you. Okay. So that is not a great. But, uh, with role. advantage, because I am helping you by telling you all the things no. you definitely don't need to know. No, down there. Um. So that would only be twelve. So I might have to. You're spend... gonna get alchemized. Yeah. I might just spend mine. Uh, that's really bad. I'm just rolling badly. So the highest I got was 12. Do you re-roll with advantage? 17 is better. Seven. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> 17 is way better. So with that, you first of all pick the lock, you open the door, and disarm the trap. And you even retrieve the vial. Ooh. It has a glowing vial of what appears to be sort of greenish liquid. As the door slides open, you can see a 30 foot by 20 foot room, uh, which was uh, originally a storage room in a cellar, which has been converted into a crazy looking alchemist lab. There is a pillar. The first thing you notice is there is a teleportation pillar identical to the one that you saw in that original layer all the way back when you were rescuing Floon Blagmar, a tall circular stone contraption that has the Xenathar gills on it, and that's on the far wall. In front of that, you can see that there are two or three long tables all set up with strange fantasy scientist alchemy paraphernalia. There are two figures in here. One of the figures is going to potentially be a problem because it is a spectator. What? What? A spectator is a somewhere between a gazer and a full beholder. It is a it is about three feet across by three feet. It has got four eye stalks. Otherwise looks like a sort of a half-sized beholder. They are pretty dangerous and and, you know, often set up and conjured by spellcasters to be guardians and such yeah. like that. And, of course, you can see that, thankfully, at the present time, with his back to you, you can see the grey, wrinkled, bald head of a Duragar who's got tattered, purple, Xanathar wizard-looking robes. And exactly as the legends foretold, his left arm is mostly stone, and he carries with a slight sort of hunch and limp as he scrambles back and forward, adding things to bubbling vials and such. Oh, sorry. Just really quickly. Jez just whispers, talking down, talking down. I don't want to fight that. So the spectator sees you straight away because it's looking literally at the door. And so as you open it, it just goes... Like calls yeah. out, I guess. Oh, so he knows we're here. We're here. I see no harm in talking, so that's how I'll start. Yeah, so away. he whips around and There's doesn't no surprise. I here. mean, yeah, like doesn't uh, attack you at first, no. but just seems very, very you know put out. Like all Durgar, his eyes are just milky white, uh, and the left one is is is, is very asymmetrical and it's kind of an mm. inch or so lower than the right eye. As the stone of his face kind of you know the weight of it carries. Weight of it carries. Is like, hey, what the fuck you doing in here? Who are you? That's an excellent question. I can see you're a very perceptive individual. Speak quickly. 
or you're going to die. We're going to make you an offer that will save your life. Stop working for the Xanathar, help us out, and, uh, you know, we'll provide you a whole bunch of uh, whatever you want, really. On the one hand, we have you five to one, and that isn't even the first spectator we've killed. Uh, you've got enough alchemy here that we could simply, you know, use your own potions against you, blow up the entire lab and take you with us. We've got friends on the outside willing to resurrect us, we're willing to give it a go. Maybe we won't even have to die. On the other hand, you can just walk out of here by yourself. I mean, Xanathar's gonna tire of you eventually, you only have so many explosions left before he has you sniped silently in the night. Come with us, spill the beans, and uh, you can make your merry way on and keep all your stuff and, you know, do whatever you want. Alright, we'll do this as a skill challenge so everyone can participate. And also, um, it's more complex than simply a single check. Cool. With the door closed, I'm also going to uh, use sending to send a message to Hurst. Ooh, Put right. yourself between uh, it and the pillar. So Hurst will just start like... And you can respond uh, mentally to me if you want as a provision of the spell. As you just hear this like, just, just like this distinct noise of uh, agreement because Hurst mm-hmm. doesn't, I think, uh, know that you can, <laughs> he can reply. Mm-hmm. That's okay, fine. he's not familiar with, you know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Alright, so this is going to be a skill challenge. X number of successes before X number of failures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you can roll with advantage, because that was well put, and you do uh, have no disadvantage. And the other thing, too, is we know he's not super loyal to the Xanathar. He's new to the guild, shall we say, so it's not like he has deep stuff. Um, so that is a... That's a 24, but I wonder if I can do better. No. <laughs> no. Because it's a 14, and on advantage, oh, I right. Okay, yeah. I'm going to use a lucky, just because I feel like this is kind of important, so I'm okay. sitting at 24 at the moment. That's fine. 26. I'll go for a muscular 26 on the Persuade. All right, he stops for a second and looks and cocks his head slightly and says, Stop moving towards that pillar, he says to Hurst. Maybe, but you're forgetting the fact that if I leave this Xanathar, he'll hunt me down and kill me. Now, anybody else wants to jump in can do so? I'm giving an eye on what the spectator's doing. The, sp- the spectator is kind of like looking back and forth and back. You is are it, spectating yeah. the spectator. Who, who spectates the spectator? You do. <laughs> Anybody else want to jump in? Hurst has intimidate. Oh, actually, Hurst has a decent intimidation. Because Tom lets me use strengths. Absolutely. Strengths. Yes. Uh, as, as long as you do something physically imposing. Uh, that's a 13 for intimidate. Mm. Okay. I mean, I can re-roll it, but what do we think? It doesn't seem like well, it's Well, describe what you're doing and maybe Tom will give you a I mean, I think Hurst just basically, like, he stopped moving towards the pillar. But he just, like, opens up his stance a bit, sort of, like, stands up straight and just looms menacingly, just death stares him because Hurst really doesn't like this dude. That's fine. And he's not good at disguising his emotions, which is just convenient at this point. Mm. Like, walking into a room of dead and magically experimented on rats, Hurst was like, this guy? Fuck this guy. You may roll with advantage. You make it very obvious you're quite willing to kill him if things go. I may even be required to kill him. Uh, 19. Much better. Okay, so he looks a little bit perturbed and looks to the spectator, looks back to you, looks to the spectator, looks back to you like he's trying to work out which one he's afraid of more. And so far he's leaning, leaning towards Hurst. Jez, Lau, anyone? Lizzie? I'm still stealth and I kind of want to remain yeah. Yeah, no, that's this way well. for now. So there is I to don't think there's anything I want to do. That's all good. Unless maybe I can kind of move around and closer behind them. So you would need to stay behind the group because okay. as, as established, that's the only thing that's allowing you to be stealth right now. Even in this now room with different... Yeah, it, it's... Okay, that's fine. Quite well lit. I just, I basically park myself then I'm waiting no, to see how this all kind of pans out. That's all good. Wow. I'm going to try for a bluff here. Okay. Our companion has outlined several good reasons why you should want to work for us. So let me to add one more. We know about Silga. Oh my. Okay. Uh, you may roll with advantage. 
Alright, uh, persuasion or deception? Persuasion, I think, yes. You think persuasion? Is well, you're not lying. I suppose not, but I'm also... Look, I, it's, I tell it's my... It's convincing him that we do... Yeah, I tell my players technically correct. Technically correct doesn't earn you a deception check, but um, <laughs> I'm happy to play it at your table. Yeah. No, 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 I mean, look, I will, I will allow either one, really. Well, I'll take persuasion, then. Okay. And let's see, we are looking at not the best of numbers on that one. So I am going to take... Use of my make use of my advantage. That's a little better. Nineteen. Okay. So he looks at you and cocks his head to the side and says, ah, "You think that'll intimidate me? Know about Sakler? There's nothing to know about Sakler." He says, winking at you. Yep. Because ah, he's yeah, cause cause the, the spectator. The, there. the spectator's behind him. Yes. So he's facing you. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely. He says, continuing to wink. Mm-hmm. No way out of turn coat. Now I'm going to give you ten seconds. To explain yourself, and maybe I'll let some of you go alive. Like he's, yeah. he turns around and goes to attack the spectator. Exactly it's, that. It's initiative. Uh, the spectator is surprised. Nobody nice. else is, so everyone gets to uh, roll initiative. Excellent. Sweet. I guess I'm. I guess I'm still busy preparing to launch into another monologue because I critically failed. And another. Thing. <laughs> and one more thing, you stone dick. <laughs> you stone dick. Okay, it could well be. By the way, Jez. Uh, so that is a solid five. Okay, and Hurst. Feeling a lot better now about my nine. <laughs> I was like, down a seven, I'm going to have to go last. And uh, Lyle. Ten, because these are low bars to clear. What the hell? Well, Is I guess because you kind of, we don't know exactly when he's going to stop talking. And That's then... true. Is he? Fifteen. Uh, that's better. <laughs> Way to carry the team, is he? No, thanks. And, and Nick got one? Is Critical it? fail. Well, four oh overall. But... Okay. So, uh, Izzy, you're up first. Excellent. All right. Oh, God, how quick do we want to take this thing down? Uh, the quickest. The quickest? All right. Oh, but God. no shatter. Uh, oh. oh, but, 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 but. Not in this space. But, but, but. Not in this space. If, if there's a free action to talk, I'm calling out not shatter. <laughs> you, yeah, you can. You can just shout out. Uh, how tall is this room, Tom? So this room, about, about uh, 15 feet tall. Hmm, excellent. I acquired a new spell during downtime. Oh, really? It requires 10 feet of ceiling. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're about to tell us what this spell is. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to talk to Tom about the non-lethal applications of electricity. <laughs> Yes, I was going to ask about that. Yeah, so, so, so Izzy, yes. what are you doing? Am I making a save? I would like to try out a new spell that I have gotten. Please do, what is it? Minute Meteors. You, may, you must make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, so the spectator fails its dexterity saving throw. <laughs> Describe it, what happens? So, yeah, basically what happens is that Izzy claps their hands and mm-hmm. like a short flare, like, bursts between their hands yes. and as they bring out their hands six tiny meteors materialise in between their hands as in meteors? as in like little f- meteors flaming Re- rocks? Re- now, are they fire. meteors or yes. are they asteroids? <laughs> they're asteroids because they're oh no they're meteors because yes. they're in the atmosphere of the planet correct. so they are there meteors well there you go alright please yes. and so they <laughs> shoot forward to hit this thing I yep, guess? yep so two of them do great yes I send it Aaron's amazing asteroids I send it to with, uh, I send two meteors within five feet of the spectator. Great. So that and that, is it making one deck save or two? One, I believe. Yeah, so it definitely definitely fails. Roll, roll damage. So altogether, it's eleven points of damage. But yeah. these these two meteors shoot forward, explode into fire, yep. breathing across this thing, which howls in pain. Ah! Uh, that is then going to be Lyle's turn. 
I am going to cast protection from evil and good on you. That's very nice of you. What is Hurst doing? Hurst is going to live up to his family name. Uh, he's going to cast Call Lightning. Oh, good. Excellent. Am I Excuse making me, a... your name is Thundercaller. What happens after Lightning? A gap in the I don't know. Is later? that what happens in the spell? <laughs> or is it just Lightning? <laughs> well, Are you Lightning Caller now? <laughs> it creates a thunderstorm. I don't know why I'm so angry about this. <laughs> Am Maybe you it? just bellow afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> You're the thunder. Crackle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you know what am, I, am I making oh, shit. a... Fuck. <laughs> am I making a... Saving throw, or are you making a tackle? Uh, you're making a saving throw, Tom. And what, what would that uh, saving throw be? Dexterity? Dexterity, please. Unsurprisingly, it fails. <laughs> Chump. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. Uh, great. Now, uh, we are indoors, so that doesn't do the outdoor thing. If it's not grounded, <laughs> does that mean nothing happens to it? Because it's floating in the air. Not according to Pokemon. It does more damage. Holy shit, that was an awful roll. I rolled a one, a two, and a three. Hurst brings his hands together above him. Yep. And clouds billow out. Yes. Uh, floating ten feet above us. Oh, my. Yes. It's very fancy. Yes, he said, oh, because it hangs around. Okay, good. This is not a one-turn spell. This is, <laughs> this is one turn. Many spells. Uh, at the moment, it's going to do six Five. lightning damage to the uh, spectator. Uh, Jez. Okay, so I don't know whether or not this is going to be uh, helpful, but it was so funny last time. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Always I, want to, I, I want to go for hideous laughter. Okay. Because I like making Aww. grotesque things chuckle. Uh, it, it amuses me. The jokes just write themselves. He's <laughs> <then>. laughing. <laughs> So, uh, this is a wisdom saving throw. Okay. In that case, I am going to imagine that a one plus its its wisdom's uh, modifier of two will not make the save. So, you speak some arcane words, and then the spectator, as this glowing beholder-like aberration in the air suddenly starts to shake and roll from side to side, giggling its stupid head off. Go its on. great big tongue laps out and says, <laughs> No, don't like it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. What's, um, how big is this thing? It is about three, it's, it's a medium size, so it's like the size of a person, so it's probably about maybe four feet across. Can we hug it? Can we put our arms around it? Yes, you could if you if you were so inclined. Can we make um, it a pet? So <laughs> maybe that's why it's so angry. So Adagold now has a turn. Adagold is going to uh, point his finger, speak an arcane word, and a lightning bolt is going to shoot across the room. And so the lightning tears across the room. Thankfully, it's aimed so that it will go through the spectator and then just harmlessly hit the ceiling, as opposed to any alchemical substances. Uh, the spectator, however, is still is still badly zapped. It is alive and is going to make a new saving throw because it took damage and it will succeed and then it stops laughing. Oh. But still, it took it took damage. Nick, is anyone engaged with it in combat? No. All right. Why? We are operating in surprise at the moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, you are surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does that give me advantage? No. No, just I think it, it gives me the, the damage. Yeah, if they're surprised. Yes. Does 26 hit? Yes, mm-hmm. most most definitely. Uh, 7 plus 6 is 13, plus 3 is 16, plus 1. 20 damage, square. Wow. Okay, so your arrow streaks across the room, gets this thing directly in its central eye, and kills it outright. Plops it, it slowly falls down to the ground, like, as though <laughs> under the effect of Featherfall. Shudders and lies still. He says, Alright then. So, who am I working for now? 
I'll say, for now, you work for us. When we've completed our mission, you're free to seek other employment. I think that's a deal, then. Uh, for your own protection, I think you come with us now, we'll substitute a doppelganger in your place. Actually, I don't say doppelganger, that's a, that's my word. We'll substitute a simulacrum in your place. So he blinks and shrugs and says, all right, then. We're going to need the key that you have around your neck. He reaches into the folds of his cloak and pulls out the key. We're going to leave. If anyone questions us, you'll be back in a while, and it seemingly will be you back in a while. All right, then. Carry on. March on out of here. Yell at everyone to keep about their business. Okay, yeah, so he just... He just walks past, and he sort of every once in a while, if somebody looks at you suspiciously, he'll just give them a very challenging stare, mm. to which they just shut the fuck up and go back to whatever it is they were doing. I mean, he just leads you past the training room, <laughs> past the hall of death, while the goblins are still mocking each other through the thing. I'm not in stealth anymore now, yeah. too. So no, <laughs> one the, extra person. Where'd you come out? from? Yeah. yeah. And so he leads you back out into the sewers, and I guess you just take him the fuck home with you, like a stray dog. Cool. I think so. We'll make a point of burying the uh, spectator under the collection of corpses that are uh, under the perfect, perfect. I think um, as a sidebar to this as well, we need to keep him pretty secure. We, we, that's the plan. We're going for your protection kind of thing. Yes. yes, absolutely. We keep him secure here until we yeah. finish our enterprise and then we can decide what to do with him. Mm. Whether that's handing him over to the authorities or letting him go or... We've just said he can work for us for now. I also have an idea about the infiltration mm. of Davna or... Do we agree with Davna or Lyle as the infiltrator? I'm happy with either. I'd prefer Davna because then Lyle is still with us. True. It's just an extra person. Yeah. So another thing we could do as well is actually put the tracking P on Daphne. Oh, yes, yes. And as she goes into the... and and finds where Mm -hmm. Ziglaw is and where that chamber is, Mm -hmm. we know where it is then. It basically traces a path for us. We have a little GPS. Mm. My only concern with that, Jez, is that while Davna is a skilled individual, I'm not sure she could hold up the scrutiny of Xanathar himself. The scrutiny of Xanathar himself. He, we know he's familiar with beholders and Nile, or I think her safety there would be jeopardized to an unreasonable degree. Her staying put in one place, a locate remote, lo- remote location that is rarely visited, I think is an acceptable risk. Sending her what? into the wolf's... What's her purpose of going into there again, then? To maintain appearances and let so that it doesn't appear the gate has been compromised. So she's going to yes. go back and hang out at the alchemy lab? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you, you all I think it's a brilliant idea, mm. but I'm just not willing to risk her. I think you can ask gets, her if you wish. I think that gets that covers us in the in the outpost side of things, yeah. and then we have an option of either... It also gives her. us a safe out. Yeah, but it also gives us um, the opportunity then to um, decide whether we leave her there, and then we could go ahead with me uh, in that role, or take her with us, depending on how it goes. Yes, she could always come with us for the actual infiltration. Either way. Thanks for listening to Shared Sagas. All music on the show is used under Creative Commons. Check the episode notes for full details.